Welcome to the Hall of Heroes podcast with your hosts, Jared Bachman Stubbs and Spencer Simpson. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie? Empire Strikes Back? Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know, I didn't carbon date him, he's on the young side. Fuck Batman. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Lobo. Oh, it's on. <laughs> Let the good times roll. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Hall of Heroes podcast. I am your host, Jared Bachman Stubbs, and joining me as always are my co-hosts with the co-host, Spencer Simpson and Travis Grossman. Yep. So who I, talks first? You talk that, first, I talk first? Wrong show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's on the other one, buddy. Uh, yeah, so we have a... It's all the same people. It's all the same people. It's the same crew, well, just different. Same people right. on the shows, same people that own the companies, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you you already, yeah, you know us already. If you don't, welcome. Yeah, welcome to the show. Howdy, howdy. And, uh, you may, hey, actually... Welcome to the show. Some of the people who we met at the bar crawl yeah. might actually, this might be their first episode. So That's hello right. all. We networked uh, a good well, Yeah. Networking. Networking. So sorry. My 20 year old self wasn't able to meet you all. We spoke for you. Don't worry. Yeah. Thank next you. Time. Next Thank, time, that's baby. all I wanted. Um, yeah. With that, Spencer, I'm going to have you go ahead with Slice of Life first. Yeah. I figured that that would be the most logical option. Because um, because anyway. after that I'm I'm just so eager to hear about the bar crawl, but um, anyway, so since I last spoke with you all, I finished my first week of classes, which are so far so good. That's it'll good. be um it'll be a a semester sat behind the typewriter. Got a lot of writing assignments, but we'll we'll deal with that later. Oh, you're a very um, good writer, so you'll be able to handle that. No issue. I make do. <laughs> I make you sell yourself short. Um, but let's see. I drove up. I go to school at Grove City, and I drove up to the coast of Lake Ontario, roughly in the Rochester area, mm-hmm. um, to my family's lake house, and spent the Labor Day weekend up there, which was tons of fun, especially given the fact that I picked up Joel, our uh, resident distant aspiring producer. Uh, I picked him up uh, and took him up there with us as well. And we just had a crazy awesome weekend. That's we awesome. Played lots of euchre. Up. That's awesome. Yeah. We played lots of card games, lots of board games. Joel and I actually entered. Uh, so the, the, the lake house is on a, the cottage is on a, a camp property and a bunch of other people also own property and they do all kinds of camp wide events and stuff. And they had signups for a blindfolded golf cart race. That sounds incredibly dangerous. It was awesome. Okay. So at first, like when you just read the, the title blindfolded golf cart race, I picture like eight to 10 golf carts lined up side by side everybody blindfolded and the gun goes off and you just survive and hopefully cross the finish line. So <laughs> that's what Dying we were all is easy. Living is harder. <laughs> what it actually was, 
was an obstacle course that was set up in the athletic field. What? And the driver of the golf cart was blindfolded. Oh. And the driver had a co-pilot who, who, who had to like tell him what to do. Like, you know, those yeah. trust exercises yeah. they make you do at sixth grade camp and, you know, garbage like that. So Deep I was in the driver's seat blindfolded only. and Joel was my co-pilot for this blindfolded golf cart race. Uh-huh. <laughs> top three um, top three finishers, I guess you could say, got a prize, okay? Yeah. Your boys came in first place. Congratulations. Yeah. Not only did we come in first place, we freaking smoked them, okay? We had the fastest time, obviously, because we won. The second place time was over two minutes and 30 seconds. Okay. We finished this course in a minute 17. We smoked them. And it was awesome. Most impressive. What'd you win? We won free Sundays at the camp store. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Pretty legit. Yeah. Exactly. That's ball. Yeah. Now, um, we didn't really tell them this, but when we found out what it was actually going to be like, uh, we went practicing, <laughs> like, like we went up to the athletic field and there's, there's, you know, um, what do you call them? Horseshoe courts and tether ball and volleyball and, and four square and shuffleboard and like a bunch of little trees and stuff. So we just like went up there and I just closed my eyes in case of emergency just to get used to the whole thing. But we just like went up there and drove around and got used to the terminology, like, Joel might say, okay, 90 degree right turn on my mark, ready, go. And then I'd do a 90 degree right turn. And then he'd say, straighten it out, straighten it out. Okay, done. And then or he'd be like, slight right. Okay, sharper, sharper, straighten it out. And then for speed, he'd say, punch it if we were on a straightaway and we wanted to like seriously cover some distance, right? And then, you know, he'd say medium speed, slow it down, you know, whatever. So... We practiced to get our, you know, terminology down so we were on the same page when it came to race time, right? But even so, we just free, we smoked them, something terrible, and it was awesome. And we got that. free Sundays. It was the best thing ever. But we also did some kayaking, and like I said, we played lots of card games and stuff, and it was an all-around great time. Um, and with that, I will pass that. it off to the bar crawl people on the other end of the horn here because I am really excited to hear some stories. Real I'm quick, hoping they're good. I want to give a quick shout out. I am. I also finished my first week of classes this semester and uh, I I was plugging the network every, every first day I could because, you know, the name, major, year, and something interesting about yourself and now I actually have something to say there. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to uh, Dr. Petrani. My theology professor who's teaching uh, Apocalypse on, on film and in the Bible, who actually, like, when I said what we do is podcasts, she, like, wrote down the names. And no might be, way. Yeah, Ooh. like, she might be listening. She is such a sweetheart. I love, I've only had her for, like, three classes, but I love her. Hi, you She's teach. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And uh, My apologies. Please don't fail, my friend. Oh, <laughs> uh, that'll be my fault. Don't worry. Um, I didn't like your take on the Joker movie. F. <laughs> oh no! It could it could either be really great or really bad. Cut to October. I walk into class and you're just giving me the grimace. Like, 
You said the wrong fucking thing. <laughs> I didn't kid. like your review. John Phillips, <laughs> like, Travis, Joker. Travis, can I speak with you after class? And you're like, oh no, I freaking, I freaking bombed this test. She's gonna flunk me out. And she's like, Travis, I'm really disappointed in your opinions about Robert Pattinson as the Batman. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Whew, you need to be more. Oh god, I love it. I love it so much. That's going to be a reoccurring bit. It's like when your opinions get you a failing grade. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) Travis and his bad takes. But yeah, that's awesome to hear. You're doing well with this first week. And then uh, then we went and bar hopped. It's still weird that like. Right? We went and bar hopped. It didn't occur to us until we were almost done. (laughs) Like it was so strange. It was so weird. So I'm gonna let you take this story because I have all the Seven Spring stuff to tell. That's true. So that's I'll true. I'll pepper in where, where do I, I can. even start. Okay, so first things first, we get to the first bar, we check in, we're setting up. First question we see is who do, who invented Ultron? There are multiple choice. Yeah, all the, the questions, questions are multiple, multiple choice. choice. So of course, then we get really cocky <laughs> instantly. Yeah, we're like, oh, we won. This is it. It's over. <laughs> And we we look up at the first question we see is, who invented Ultron? All of the answers have Hank Pym. <laughs> it's oh, either geez. Hank Pym or Nick Fury. Yeah. And this is an MCU quiz. So and none of like, them um, right. Excuse me. Yeah. That was the start. Uh, the, the one that like really got to us. Was uh, what year was Thanos from in Endgame? Oh my god, I almost lost my shit. I'm going to give you the answers, Spencer. And you tell me which one is right. Ready? 2012, 2018, 2019, 2023. What year is Thanos from? It's a trick question. None of those are right. Really? He's from 2014. Like whenever Guardians 1 takes place. But that wasn't an option. And we couldn't figure out why until we're in we're in like the, the stretch that's questions fifty through seventy-five. Gee. And Jared fills us in that he submitted a question. Because there were open submissions for questions and they clearly did not fact check any of them. So for like wow. it was a mix of like, yeah, okay, you saw the movie questions. Questions like Jared's, which were really complex, and if we didn't have him, we wouldn't have got it. And questions that were just blatantly wrong. Also, wow. of note, uh, of or, course... Or written so incoherently, they, they didn't could, make yeah. any fucking sense. Yeah. And despite all of that, we still got an 81 out of 100 and didn't win. Wow. Well done. Yeah, five points short of uh, first place. I'll, I I oh. chalk up like ten of that to bad questions. Yeah, and I'd the say, other ten was just us. Yeah, ten of that was just us. Ten of that was bad questions. Um, they also sent out that APB like what well, we were in like the like we were in like still within the first hour and a half. Yeah, there was like we were still we were leaving the first bar, and the, the people were like getting caught cheating and being disqualified and shit. So you know, between wow. people like actively googling answers (laughs) um which i don't even know what team won but like congrats to them whomever they are um assuming you didn't do any fuckery to get there um uh of course but like of course jared submits a question and it's question 69 
first of all. <laughs> Completely at random. I was laughing yeah. my ass off at that. Um, as that's, for those of you who don't know and don't listen to the D-Back discussion, I did part three of like my Raylo series of deep dive podcasts. And TJ like pissed his pants when he realized that Raylo part three was episode 69. Episode 69, of nice. course. Not intentional in any part. And then my question ended up being... It's just... It's genetic, man. Yeah. I'm just, I just get like really tacky 69 jokes. Um, not to mention, like, we did this whole thing with Dubak co host Mike Dooling, nice. which was just incredible. Like, it was this is the best a- mistake we've ever made. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, the best mistake. We ever. have video of him going to town, to Old Town Road in the last bar. Uh, he spent most of the time in the last bar because we chilled out there. Like that's where the quote unquote after party was. <laughs> nice. And where I ate the best buffalo chicken sandwich I've ever eaten. That's what you kept saying. I'm I'm glad that means it's true because you're saying it now when you're not liquored up. Hey, okay, hold on. <laughs> no, you hold weren't. On. And you weren't that. You weren't. You were buzzed. Hold on. I had, I wasn't even buzzed by the time I got my sandwich. I was surrounded by a lot of drunk people. <laughs> it was hard to tell. I was designated driver. Uh, for this expenditure, which is great because I didn't have to spend money on beer. Yeah. Uh, and then following that, we we stopped at Sheets on the way home. Oh my god, Enoch. <laughs> and Spencer, Spencer you're, love this. you're a spiritual man. You might understand this joke, but Mike looks at Jared and goes, Now keep in mind, we're having like a philosophical conversation already. That's like, it, it's just a freewheeling nightmare of consciousness. Most of it was just gobbledygook. And Mike looks at Jared and goes, Jared's the father of Enoch. <laughs> and which leaves us all to go, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and I'm like, and who's Enoch? He's like, fucking, those of you who listen to Dubak Discussion know this voice. Fucking Enoch, man. Fucking Enoch. You don't know, he's your son. <laughs> He knocks your son. At no point did he ever like make a point to say, "I mean the biblical figure Enoch, whose father's name is Jared." Like, oh, right? <laughs> at no point did he say that. We get who the fuck is Enoch? What the fuck do you mean? We're all back in the car at this point, and he's still just talking about who Enoch is, what he did, his story. Never mentions mentions the father being named Jared, and is going on this freewheeling rampage of a rant. And every so often it just comes back to, well, yeah, it was Jared's the father of Enoch. And he like, and like, as I'm getting out of the car to go inside, he goes, yeah, that's his name, Jared. And we're like, so you're saying I have the same name as him. Yeah, that's what I've been <laughs> saying the whole time. And you're not explaining that I'm prophesied to have a child named fucking child Enoch. Named Enoch. Flash forward 10 years. <laughs> yeah, no. That was a joke. So I, was like, I was like, okay, whenever I have a kid, I'm going to have to look at my wife and be like, okay. Uh, it's a long story as to why, but we need to name this kid Enoch and I need you to just follow me on this. It has to do with a friend of mine from high school who may have the gift of prophecy. Yeah, my, 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 uh, I have to commit to man. My, my, my prophetic podcast co-host told me I'm the father of Enoch. So, uh, just, just roll with me here. Um, Sunday school trivia though. Yeah. Why is Enoch so well known? Like, what's what's so fabulous about Enoch? I know his father's name. 
Yes, you do. <laughs> and that's why. What what what, <laughs> what what's what's Enoch's big deal, Spencer? Enoch is one of only two biblical figures, and as far as I know, world figures who never died. He said that Enoch, Enoch, Mike and Elijah that. were Mike both carried away to heaven in a chariot of fire, and spared the pain of death. Mike mentioned that. Now it's coming back to me. Fun facts. Crazy bastard. Sunday school. Yeah. Mike's out of control. So, um, real quick before I get into mine, again, shout out to all the cool people we got to meet. Um, you want to talk about the really loud drunk lady before we turn in our answers real quick, Travis? <gasps> yeah. So we're standing in line to like turn in our answer sheet to get checked. And this woman is like, she talked to us before we got in line. Because she, she was like whistling and looked at... Um, Drunk, like soldiers in the Civil yeah. War. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, surprised she was walking. Drunk. Yes. Uh, looked at me and Kaysen and was like, I'm looking for my husband. That usually works. And she went to whistle again. And, you know, we cracked a joke at her and she laughed yeah. and walked away. Well, well, I will say this much. So, like, just to explain the layout of the bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. You come in the front door. There's a little foyer area. And then there's a staircase that takes you up to a balcony on the first floor. And then also on the first floor is a staircase that takes you to the second floor, which is also another layer of bar. Husband okay. is standing on the balcony of the first floor. At which point she's okay. whistling and screaming. And then, you know, Case and Travis and I are holding court with this lady. Continue. So we go to get up. We go upstairs. I'm like, Jared, it's about time. We got to go get in line. Thankfully, we, we got like third in line or something yeah third or fourth in line and happened to be next to people we met earlier on in the night which was cool and we're bullshitting we're talking and uh the lady that's collecting sheets is like hey guys make sure you're giving me your final draft i because they gave you a rough draft for answers and a final draft she's like i can't take the rough draft copy it's got to be the final draft and this woman like Starts running along the line. The very drunk lady yeah. from earlier. Presumably mockingly at her. It's like, only final drafts. Only final drafts. Like, Screaming. Running back and forth. Her husband, I don't know if they participated. They had to because she was wearing, they were both wearing Captain America shirts. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure they had badges as well. Yeah. Her husband was in line behind us. Now, of course, I'm like trying to tune her out passingly. <laughs> And at one point, I think she did say this, but it was a joke. Like they were, like they were joking. Uh, looked at, like she went past us, looked back behind her, went, "I'm the best thing that ever happened to you," and like turned off, <laughs> like she was mad. And I'm like, I think I just watched this woman get a divorce. <laughs> like that's it, her marriage is done. And then, like two seconds later, they were together again i was like never mind they're just both really fucking drunk we just went on an emotional ride with these people it was great and then of course there's like the us the group in front of us that also hosts the podcasts and the group behind yeah. us that we had talked oh, to sh i don't have the card on me i'd shout them out otherwise I, yeah i forget their name something silver specter something like that something to that effect oh, man. Um, next time i'll have the business card on hand so that i can shout them out yeah but like we uh we're all looking at each other just like how is she making it up and down these steps? <laughs> Cuz like no matter what you have to go up steps to get to where we are. How is she doing this over and over again? 
right? So yeah, that was uh and then we turned it our sheet guard eighty one and felt really confident and then waited for an hour and never heard anything. Yeah, about, they didn't say anything, which was kind like, of frustrating. Like we had a great time and I'd love to just like go out and bar hop without trivia with you guys. Yeah, totally. I don't, I don't know if I'd ever go through that company again. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> Oh, there's a Star Wars one. We're going. Oh, um, we don't have a choice. Yeah. It is, you know, and we'll bring flyers this time. Cash um, me in May. There's, yeah. Yeah, right. There's nothing better, though, as watching you network, whether it was actual networking or, you know, quote unquote networking. Hey, fuck off. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely a difference. I've seen it. <laughs> We were sitting in the last oh, bar. Oh, for fuck's sake. I've got to tell the story now. Oh, Jesus. We're sitting in this bar, and there's these two girls who are on the who are on the crawl. Like I, I heard Spencer's uh, eyes roll. <laughs> you said two girls. I heard his eyes roll. And uh, Jared is, like, at his highest point, which isn't, like, again, buzzed. But you're, you're like, that confidence point of inebriation. I can like, take <laughs> Sam Whitworth drunk. Yeah. No, you weren't. I can take Sam Whitworth drunk. Um but you were like, I want to go talk to those girls. Because we we had the uh, Jared's Infinity Gauntlet with us. <laughs> so people were like freaking out, wanting pictures and stuff. And every time somebody asked for a picture, I did I did the spiel. Like, you know, hey, you know, it was nice talking to you guys. I was going for podcast, and Hall of Heroes, yada, yada, yada. He's like, I'm going to go talk to these girls with the Infinity Gauntlet. No, 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 no. What did you no. say? I was eating. No, I went up to get another beverage as we were in the last leg. Yeah. And they had like this specialty Marvel themed drinks. As at most places Hearts. did. Most of them did? A lot of them had like Did we just not go to the good ones? Apparently. <laughs> a lot of them had like some kind of special drink. That or I was I, I wasn't really paying attention. I wasn't drinking them, so Yeah, I mean if there were more Marvel drinks, I'm disappointed I didn't have them. But I went to get another one. Um and I was up there and we had talked to them earlier and you know, I was just, you know, talking to them and we were um Bitching about the, you know, wrong questions. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, fuck it. You know, I'm gonna buy him a drink. And I got, I got them both. I, I can't remember if I got, I can't remember what I got them, but I got them both something. And, you know, I'm schmoozing a little bit. Um, just innocuous schmoozing. And uh-huh. <laughs> so wait, did you offer them a picture with the Infinity Gauntlet? Or she asked? asked. Okay. The one with like the cool Avengers tattoo. Um, so was like, oh, by the way, before we leave, can we get, a- can I get a picture wearing your infinity gauntlet? And I was like, sure. Stick your head over. We're right by the door. And so they come over to do that. And you're, you go back over and start talking and case and looks at me. I'm, oh, I'm filling in the, so like, I'm barely paying attention. I'm filling in our final draft sheet. Yeah. And, and everyone's like, what, what's Jared doing? And Kaysen's like, oh, I think he's networking. And I look up and I, like, I'm not even looking up. I just go in air quote. I bring up air quotes networking (laughs) (laughs) social networking yep um not podcast networking there's nothing more satisfying than get back to what i was saying sorry to exposing me in these streets yeah gotta you gotta keep you honest um Uh there's nothing more satisfying than be like yeah i host a podcast and watch someone's eyes light up and like they look you up or they write you down. Oh, those nice people. Like the one guy who was like the graphic designer. Like we said the words Hall of Heroes and phones came out. Like I almost cried. Like they, they looked for us and waited. They didn't walk away. They like made sure it was our show, which was so cool. That's and, nuts. I'm so sorry I wasn't, you know, born earlier or anything. 
gonna say state law uh, bars you from coming, so it's okay. If bars only there was a bar crawl in like Canada, Ottawa, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, Toronto, Canada. or something, we'd be set. Oh my god, I was telling, I kept saying this, like during the bar crawl. Can you imagine how fucking stacked we will be when they inevitably do a Star Wars one of these? Oh man! F- fuck wrong fair. answer. Fuck wrong answers and like like poorly written questions and cheaters. That's gonna be a bloodbath. <laughs> one hundred, like out of one hundred. Quote yeah, me. It'll be. I'm just so you, ready. Just you two would be enough. <laughs> like I'll be a cheerleader that night, and it's fine. Well, because like <laughs> it's, it, with the MCU stuff. It it inherently is going to be like there's not going to be a big gradient of you've seen the movie. You've watched the movies your entire life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's there's not a big right. like, there's not a big middle ground for and for <clears throat> questions. Star Wars, because of the breadth of that franchise, you have things from your what color is blue to, you know, how many times is the word I spoken in the entire prequel trilogy? It's, it's a difference of like too many. <laughs> what makes MCU hard is that is the quantity because there's 23 movies, yeah. right? And for half of those questions, who knows if Far From Home was even being counted, right? Yeah. Based on when they got submitted. That might have also fucked us. That's but, true. Um, with the difference is with Star Wars – it goes so deep. Like, even stuff that might not be canon anymore, people might not know and just put in a question about it, you know? Yeah. Like, things from Legends. That, that's what makes Star Wars so special, is that, like, everything that you could think of is covered in some way by the fans. Yeah. Like. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, again, anybody who's listening who interacted with us, uh, thanks for giving the show a listen. And, uh, yeah, if they do another one of these, we got to go. Like, I, I know that you were let down a little bit, but I'd love to go for a round two of one of these. It, um, bro, it was a different I've been company saying, than 100%. Cash me yeah. in May. Cash, yeah. cash Spencer in May. It'll be going down. Um, you want to get to your near death experience? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Spencer, have you seen any of what happened to me this weekend? No. Oh boy. You're going to love this. He saw God, Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say hi to Enoch. Um, uh, I, How many drinks in were you when this happened? I was sober as a fucking judge. Yeah, this this was after the bar crawl. I was not. This, I see. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> Spencer's like, we got drunk and walked in the traffic. Um, no. Don't I, tempt me. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, it's a goofy meme. I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> oh, y'all can do it again. <laughs> We, uh, so my family for Labor Day weekend, just randomly, my, my mother, father were like, Hey, um, let's go to fucking seven Springs for Labor Day weekend. I didn't tell anybody. Um, so we just like what just Sunday afternoon was like, Hey, pack your shit. We're going on an adventure. Um, they didn't tell us where we were going. We had to figure it out on our own, just based on context clues and landmarks. We get to seven Springs. We're having a good time, whatever. And, uh, for those of you who know, I got uh, we the they have this cool thing called the Alpine Slide, where it's basically um, two lanes of concrete half pipe that they put you in like a little sled type mechanism, 
with wheels on it. <laughs> Spencer, have you been on the Alpine slide? No. I I no. Keep going. He already knows what happened. I um, yeah. <laughs> I took eleventh grade physics. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Please um, do continue. <laughs> Um, keep in mind, I've ridden this thing a good hundred times ever since I was a kid. I only went down once. And I've been going to Seven Springs since before I can fucking remember. I get in my sled thing. Like I said, it has wheels on it and like a lever to like accelerate and slow down. And I get in my sled and I'm waiting to go. And we go, and I'm shooting down this fucking mountain. I'm not being hyperbolic. It's a fucking mountain. And I'm flying through this concrete half pipe down this sled on a mountain. And I realize that my sled is fucked because I, every so often, it keeps wanting to like shoot me up to the left side of the wall of my lane. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I'm, so at this point, I'm like trying to like balance my own speed and the way it's like like swinging me up towards the left of the thing. Because I'm starting to realize, I'm like, okay, if I go too fast, I'm not going to be able to catch, I'm not going to be able to catch the sled when it kind of like jerks up. And then it's going to shoot me out the other side. And worst case scenario, I fly off and Logan's keeping pace with me. So... I go too fast, lose control. It throws me out to the left and I land on Logan. <laughs> who's also moving at like 30 miles a fucking hour. <laughs> I also go, okay, if I try to yoke this back hard enough to completely stop, I'm also going to get thrown because it's again, throw. it's trying to like throw me over the side. I pull it back completely. I'm also going to go fucking flying. So I'm like trying to like control this thing. And it's starting to freak me out a little bit. <clears throat> There's a banner at a certain point that says, slow down. Because it gets really curvy and shit. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I need to figure out the right speed to try to fucking navigate this. And the reason it says slow down is because A, it's really curvy. And B, because of your momentum, you're going to automatically speed up. The way it starts kind of like jerking you around. So I gain... Hella speed just because of gravity. <laughs> Try, shut up. Try to jerk this thing a little bit slower. Just give it a good jerk. Just gave it a good jerk and it wasn't good enough because I was, not, I was not thrown out completely. And that was the scary part is it only threw me out about halfway. And that halfway was enough for my arm, leg, and torso to get dragged across the fucking concrete at 30 miles an hour, ripping my shit up. And eventually, you know, I pull it back enough that like I fall out of the sled and the sled goes bouncing. Um, so I pick myself up, I get back on the trail and I get back down there and I get off and Logan saw me crash. And it's like, Oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I get down there. The adrenaline's still going. The second I stop this thing and stand up, the adrenaline goes away and I'm like, oh my God, I am in so much fucking pain. My 
you didn't I did not take any pictures of what it looked like when it first happened. My whole shit was bloody and black. My whole oh, shit. Like and like I got into the first aid station and he's like, "Yeah, this isn't dirt. This is burnt skin." Uh. <laughs> and I was like, "I'm aware." Um I, was, I feel that. I feel that. I was wearing um this oh one of my new favorite shirts and I lost it. It was destroyed. This really nice long it's what I wore to your reenactment, Spencer. Um, oh, that long sleeve yeah, white Vans shirt. Salmon. Yeah, it was. Um whenever I was being dragged across the fucking concrete, the shirt got burnt. As you do. <laughs> from the friction and ripped it apart. Like it's riddled with holes and it's brown and burnt and black and shit. Um so that happened and I've been in excruciating pain ever since. Spencer, if you go into the do-back chat and scroll up, you'll see a picture I sent of my knee today. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, flip, flip through that a little bit. You'll find it. Um, so that happened. So I've been like limping in an excruciating pain for the past day. And then today, uh, coming out of Guys and Dolls rehearsal, you'll enjoy this, Spencer. What? Okay, cool. Right on cue. I have been being this start today. I have been being inundated with pictures of cats. What? I have been being spammed over a hundred text messages from numbers from Texas, California, New York, New Jersey. All over the Iowa, every state in the country has Just been sending cats? pictures of cats. He's not exaggerating what? on the number either. I've seen it, dude. It's crazy. I've been and, and I've I came out of the, so in the Guyer Performing Arts Center. I don't have really good cell reception, so I'm basically dead to the world. The second I get good reception again. My phone just nothing, but just you have a new message. You have a new message. You have a new message. None of these numbers I recognize. All of them are sending me fucking pictures of cats, multiple. And just as I started to talk, I got a text from this, from another number that says, your friend has pranked you. Reply, stop to this message to prevent being pranked again. Don't do it. I'm not going to. But what the fucking fuck? Good. I that it like, wasn't me. I'll I don't. I don't fucking know. Like I'm. Just, like I'm looking at this. Like I have, um, three pics of cats from Georgia, two from DC. Uh, Here's how you know it wasn't me. I would have broken by now. New Jersey. I have a kitty from New Jersey. I have two from Florida. Uh, two from Arizona. There's one really puffy cat. That was cute. Um, I got one from Iowa. Uh, I got a black cat from Illinois. I got a kitty from California. I got two cats from Louisiana. I have a, pet, a cat from Georgia. I have a cat from Oregon. The Oregon one's really cute. And like... <laughs> I. I don't know if I'm angry or not. 
I'd be angry, but like, but they're not so fucking boiling. cute. Like Spencer, these are some adorable fucking kittens. I don't care how cute the kittens are. Like they are so cute, but like, what the fuck is going on? I would be angry. I'm, I'd be so I'm mad. Frustrated. But these cats are calming me down. Like I'm getting angry at looking at how many messages there are. I'll click on one and be like, "Aww, this is a kitty. Look at the little fluffy guy." But what the fuck is happening with my phone number? (laughs) I think you need to go on a cleanse. Like, put that thing in a rehab facility of some kind. (laughs) Like, there's obviously some virus in there that is sending you all these cat pictures and if you if you reply stop to prevent <laughs> my, this my from phone happening will explode to you again, in my hand it's going to be worse uh, mark was, my words it'll be otters next time it'll be oh don't you promise cuz okay I, listen that's not the point i could get jiggy with some otters anyway. i know you could get jiggy but the but the, the, the I like kitties. It's the They're, principle. I know it's the it's principle. The, it's the. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm. I'm getting upset. <laughs> I, I, I need you to unbird me, Walter. <laughs> I need you to unbird me, Walter. <laughs> when does that movie come out? By the way, I don't know. Does it even exist? Can we? Ever, can we? Can we review Spies in Disguise on all of your? Yeah, us? probably. <laughs> it's got Tom Holland in it. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Uh, with that, Spencer, you want to take this first story? <laughs> no. Sure. Sure. While to... the night is still young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it releases on Christmas Day. Oh, come on. They're Bullshit. sending this movie to compete with The Rise of Skywalker? These bold... Mo- I mean, I'm going to see both of them, but these bold motherfuckers. <laughs> I got to see The Rise of Skywalker, um, Spies in Disguise, and Cats. I want to do it all in one day while fucking plastered. <laughs> I will be seeing Rise of Skywalker thrice before I see either one of those. Agreed. But I'm all seeing right. all I mean, three so. plastered in one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to get go fucking bar hopping boom. and then theater hopping. Yeah. All right. All right. You're up, Spencer. So. Finally, to the meat of the episode. Yes, yeah, sorry. The, the, After how that, long? No, no. These you are all good know. stories, how, man. I like to long, think this is why long, people Travis? keep listening. 40 minutes. Are you serious? Oh, no. We're clocking at about 37 right now. Spencer, read quickly. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> this article from Collider. It director Andy Muschietti. Is yep. that right? Muschietti. Muschietti. Okay. It director Andy Muschietti confirms The Flash is his next movie. It appears The Flash movie has found its new director, again. (laughs) While reports swirled in July that It and It Chapter 2 director Andy Muschietti was in talks with Warner Brothers to take the helm of the troubled superhero project, Muschietti himself played coy when asked about the project. However, it sounds like whatever contract issues needed to be hammered out are done, as as, um, as the filmmaker confirmed to Fandango that The Flash will be his next project. Uh, However, those expecting to see Muschietti bring his horror sensibilities to the Flash may find themselves disappointed. Muschietti himself said, and I quote, an element of horror? I don't think so. What captivates me about the Flash is the human drama in it. The human feelings and emotions that play in the drama of it, it's going to be fun too. 
I can't promise that there will be any horror elements in it, really, but it's a beautiful human story, end quote. So it's been a long time coming, uh, but excuse me if I don't automatically assume that Muschietti's version of The Flash will definitely see the light of day. The DC comic adaptation began its current phase in development uh, of October 2015 when Warner Brothers hired Dark Shadows writer and IT executive producer Seth Graham Smith to take his directorial debut with the film. Uh, in April of 2016, a month after Batman vs. Superman hit the theaters, uh, and drew scathing reviews. Warner Brothers decided to take the Flash in a different direction, and Graham Smith moved off the project. Uh, blah 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 blah. This is just going through the the gauntlet of direct <laughs> the storied history of trying to get a Flash movie off the ground. Yes, yes. So we have landed on a hard. fourth <laughs> and hopefully final director for the Flash movie, uh, which is. Not said to begin production until late 2020 at the earliest, uh, but even though it was supposed, I'm pretty sure it was a it was, its original release date has come and gone. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, long gone. I I want to say it was like 2017. Well, this summer we were, we should have been seeing a cyborg movie. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, and that was the last thing on that like original lineup. Yeah, that we got that, and I think I think Green Lantern Corps was the last one. They were, I think they were both at the end yeah. of this year. So, but yeah. That's fucking hilarious. It it gives me hope that he, because everyone thought, oh God, they're getting a horror director. It's going to be a fucking bloodbath. Yeah, well, they also were saying like, oh yeah, Ezra Miller's going to write it and do it dark. I'm like, fucking what? And the fact that he said like, nah, fam, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank God. Yes. Thank the, thank the Lord. Um. Spencer, as you're you're not a horror guy, but you like it. I so how do you feel about liked this? it? Um, it scared the crap out of me. It's a jump scare movie more than anything else to me. And um I can usually sit through it more times than like a psychological thriller that really messes with my brain. For instance, Midsummer, that's never happening again. But there was only one sure like remotely the, jump scare in it. Are you sure you don't want to it? go see the extended cut, which is in theaters right now, Spencer? I am not seeing the extended cut, which is in theaters right now. <laughs> thank you very much. No, thank you. Um, but I really enjoyed it. And when you sent me the link to It Chapter 2 and the trailer, I was like, all right, let's do this thing. Um, so... But I guess it doesn't really even matter since Muschietti is not going to incorporate much of the horror elements um, into The Flash. But the directing style was definitely alluring, and I look forward to seeing that whenever it comes out, hopefully before we die. <laughs> Maybe. We'll, we'll see. Depends on how fast we want to speed up uh, climate change. Yeah. Huh. What, what will kill us first? A really, really bad Flash movie. Or climate change. Or climate change. My money's on climate change. Will the world catch on fire, or will we get like a really shitty Flash movie? Ooh. Money's on climate change here, boys. I don't know. (laughs) If they get this Flash movie out really quickly. Barry Allen's late to everything, man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Fastest man on on Earth, and he's late to everything. Yep. Uh, with that, um, like there's a joke there. I don't. 
Uh, okay. Well, since we're, I didn't realize what we were looking at time wise, um, it's whatever. Because like, I let who this. Who cares at this point? Yeah. Um, we can do a quick. Just, just put the trailer on. Uh, Travis, I'll let you uh, do the Joker stuff. So, are we putting the trailer on? Yeah, we're gonna yeah. run the trailer through real quick. Uh, oh, cool. We got. Good. I should have just gone to YouTube. <laughs> so we got the final trailer, quote unquote, for uh, Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, which releases first weekend in October. Yep, yeah. October. Yeah. I have so many opinions about this movie. I'm aware. I so I showed. Uh, getting to this a little later, that review that you showed me at the bar. And we've all, like, between me, my friend uh, Jake, who's been helping us on the project, and uh, my friend Carlo, we all determined that that had to be fake. Oh, it almost certainly is. Like, it's too, the wording's too perfect. It almost certainly is. But we're gonna get that sentiment from so many people. So, uh, here's the new trailer. That you're all definitely watching with us. Yes. I'll watch it now. This scene breaks my heart. Can you please stop bothering my kid? Bitch, you ain't doing Sorry. nothing wrong. <laughs> Leave him alone. Arthur, I have some bad news for you. This is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. And finally, in a world where everyone thinks they can do my job, check out this guy. When I was a little boy and told people I was going to be a comedian, everyone laughed at me. Well, no one's laughing now. You can say <laughs> that again, pal. This fall, this fall, we live in a society. It's so awful, isn't it? But I do. And people are starting to notice. You think this is funny? Is this a joke to you? Uh, Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? He's gonna murder an entire fucking live studio audience. The clown. I can't wait to watch. Okay. So, quickie, quickie trailer review here. Um... Don't get me wrong. I am incredibly excited for this movie. 
The Joker is one of my favorite. I can emphasize this. Villains in all of fiction. And I think any story that puts his fractured, disturbed, grotesque psyche on display um, is some of the best. However, what I am not looking forward to are the Twitter film bros who are going who who like constantly shit on the MCU and stuff who are going to hail this as being the most high-minded brilliant comic book movie of all, of all time just because it's not in the MCU I'm also not looking forward to like the neck beard we live in a society types who like legitimately think that like the Joker's philosophy in the Dark Knight is valid which like I feel like that's unavoidable no matter yeah. wh- what the tone this movie has is. And the pr- I think the biggest issue there is that people are going to project that onto this film to say that it's a problem. or like I, I, I want this movie to make sure it presents Joker as the villain. You know what I mean? Which, like... Like, I don't... Because, like, I... A lot of what I've been reading... So, we, we have... This is going to segue a little bit. Yeah. yeah. The film premiered in Venice this past weekend. Yes. Reviews are in, uh, for the most part, all positive. It yeah. opened to an eight-minute standing ovation. Yeah. Which, which like, is remarkable. Everyone has been talking about how Joaquin Phoenix deserves, at least nominated for Best Actor, this film deserves all the Oscar buzz it's getting. And, like, everything I've read has said something akin to that's positive I should say is akin to like the performance is spectacular and it's unsettling good exactly like it's unsettling and hard to watch and super controversial such and such such and such which speaks to me as it's going to be that like kind of Walter White like at a point you're rooting for him in the beginning because, like, like in that yeah. opening scene in the trailer, he's not doing anything wrong. No. He's entertaining a kid, and this woman's just being a fucking dick to him. Yeah, right. But by the end, you're gonna be like, wait, yeah, he's murdering an entire room, oh, an entire yeah. live studio. Audience. No, he, they're wait. totally gonna do that moment from Dark Knight Returns where he fucking Please. slaughters the studio audience. I'm ready. Um, me too, I, and I'm excited for it. And like you said, like the reviews are overwhelmingly positive. And like I just I don't want this movie to romanticize him, you know what I mean? Is that, we don't More than need... he already is though. <sighs> like, like I said, I, it's gonna be there regardless. It's uh, yeah. I just I don't want. I don't like when the well, some men just want to watch the world burn. You know, I live a life of anarchy. Thing is presented as a valid philosophy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and you have like, you know, especially in this like political climate, you have so many people who are just like, no, fuck everything. Let's just fuck with everything. Nothing matters. I j- I don't know. There's there's just a lot surrounding it, and like the whole clown world type shit that just. I want to see something nuanced that ultimately says. He got fucked. But what he's doing isn't okay either. That shows yeah. he's the bad guy. 
and that like him revolting is wrong and that what he's doing is fucking wrong. <laughs> but um, do you want to read off some of the reviews uh, that came through real quick? I can read. I was going to go to the Rotten Tomatoes because. Yeah, I was going to say I have a link in there in the show notes now. Filling time, filling time. Filling time, filling time. See, right now it has an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not, that's nothing to shake a stick at. No, sir. Uh, this is truly, this is a truly nightmarish vision of late era capitalism, arguably the best social horror film since Get Out, and Joaquin Phoenix is magnetic in it. Uh... Nobody who sees this new film will ever need any other version. So a lot of people are also praising very highly Joaquin Phoenix and his performance. Uh, everything I've read says that like it's different than any other uh, interpretation film-wise of the Joker we've ever seen. Obviously so because it doesn't have to like connect in any way to a comic book. Uh, let's see. A vision of a sick community that has just been made sense of by the bold, amoral fable presented by Phillips. Uh... Yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums everything up, right? Like, everyone's talking about how it's chilling, it's terrifying, right? And... In that same vein he's, that we yeah. were talking about. Yeah, that, that's what makes me happy is that he's being written as unequivocally bad. And that excites me. And I'm I'm so excited to be blown away. The Joker is one of the most fascinating characters in all of fiction. Um, and, you know, it helps make the Joker so fascinating. His rival, the Batman. The Batman. And speaking of the Another Batman, brilliant segue. Thank you. Uh, Variety has sat down for a pretty lengthy interview with Robert Pattinson recently. Um, he talked about his new movie, The Lighthouse, uh, and his new movies working on with Christopher Nolan. If you guys want to check that part out, uh, go ahead and check it out for yourselves. However, we are going to jump right into the Batman stuff. Uh, this, uh, interview picks up. In the past few months, Pattinson's career has been, has taken another turn as he's begun gravitating back towards the stormy clouds of movie stardom. He spent most of his summer in Estonia making the Nolan film, which arrives in theaters in July 2020. And of course, despite his concerns, he was cast in The Batman. Oh, that relates to a story earlier in the article. Um, sh uh, share this little bit. So apparently, Pattinson was approached as being on the shortlist of actors to play Bruce Wayne. And when it leaked out, he freaked out. Yeah, I, I've been seeing this a lot. That apparently he was like, oh shit. Now now it's out and it's going to get backlash and they're going to fire me. They're, it's going to get back. Not only is it going to get backlash, they're going to think I had something to do with it leaking. I'm out of a job. And apparently he was he was sitting next to some other filmmaker on the planet. I can't remember who it said it was. Um, but apparently he kept like Googling himself and like refreshing it. To see if news broke of like Warner Brothers confirms Robert Pattinson will not be in the Batman and was like terrified that he just lost this job before he technically got it, which is so adorable. Um, uh, so there was that. 
Pattinson can't exactly say what contributed to his process of choosing roles in the past few years. Big movies, and this is his quote, big movies, generally the parts aren't as interesting, at least the stuff that was coming my way, he says. I guess there was some fear after Twilight. He wanted to land on solid ground, not lead a life where he was stalked by paparazzi on his day-to-day errands. He was drawn to the quirky and under-the-radar characters that he could sink his teeth into. I hope that pun was intended. I think uh. probably would have. I think I probably would have been a little bit too nervous to have gone straight into it immediately afterwards. He says about Batman. This is Pattinson's first interview since being formally anointed as the Dark Knight, and he still seems to be pinching himself about being the next in line to put on the latex boots after Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney, Bale, and Affleck. Growing up in England, he said he watched the Tim Burton Batman movies. When I was a kid, it was the only outfit that I really had, Pattinson says, but he won't reveal where he used to wear his Batman costume. If I actually said it in an interview, I would definitely have a lot of abuse afterwards, he said <laughs> with an outburst of ner- nervous laughter. If I successfully play the character, I can say it at the end. When Pattinson was named... We'll hold you to that. Yeah, we're holding you to that. We'll hold you Pat. to it. When Pattinson was named as the frontrunner for the role, the backlash on social media was intense. A petition even surfaced on Change.org asking WB to reconsider uh, under the quotes, this will ruin my childhood and my dreams. It'll rape my childhood. Yeah, it'll rape my childhood. I bet these are the same people who donated to the last Jedi remake. Um, Pattinson is surprisingly upbeat about the mixed reactions. To be honest, it was less vitriolic than I was expecting. That says a lot. That says fucking a lot (laughs) about you angry fucking man babies. Uh, Imagine what he's been through already just over Twilight. Exactly. Imagine what people like me put him through because I couldn't (laughs) separate the fact that he was just a dude working his job and had no real ties. We were just – let's just be honest about one thing. We were just angry we're not as hot as him. Yeah, <laughs> we're just angry yeah, you don't right. look like Robert Pattinson. Um, I'm just angry that there aren't gigantic posters of me hanging ten feet from where you guys are recording. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we explained that whenever this news broke originally, so we're not going to touch that unless I'm wrong. Tweet at me if we're wrong. Um, to be honest, it was less futuristic than I was expecting. He says, and he's not deterred by the doubters. He says, it's much more fun when you're the underdog. There's no expectation of you. Pattinson splits his time between London and L.A., but prefers to live on a movie set. He's restless if he's not working, and he's the kind of person who could travel for months for fun. Uh, he said, I think I'd come back to my house and will have, <laughs> will come back and my house will have flown off, he says. I would have absolutely nothing. I'm constantly work- living in terror of what? He searches for an answer. If you experience a loss of momentum, oh Jesus, <laughs> an ad disappeared and it threw off where I was at in the thing. Uh, if you experience a loss of momentum, you don't want that to happen again, he says. And I really enjoy working. There's no part of me that can go off and disappear. Besides, he's come to appreciate the camaraderie of the movie making business. There's something about people who work in the film industry. They're very, they very much wear their hearts on their sleeves and dreams. Uh, he tells a really nice story about, um, this is cute. Uh, I think uh, they were their dreams and hearts on their sleeves. There's so much desire falling out of them. I think people in other jobs, their dreams aren't valued as highly. Also, there's nowhere there's nowhere to put them. 
he says that, he says that if an Uber driver and a he says if he's in an Uber and a driver starts to pitch him a movie idea, he doesn't shudder like other actors would. I'm so, 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 so into it, Pattinson says. I don't want to be in L.A. to talk about fucking restaurants, restaurant reservations. I want to be in L.A. because I love movies. Uh, yet times have changed. OK, this is interesting. Uh, it talks about like indie directors like Ryan Coogler busting onto the blockbuster scene. Uh, Pattinson reveals he had an informational meeting with Marvel about the, around the time of Guardians of the Galaxy, but nothing came of it. I don't know what I really would be chasing. Pattinson says the idea of trying that transition after Twilight. I never saw a road in that direction. Batman was different because he was the only comic book character Pattinson always loved. It's actually an interesting part. He says, I think it's because he doesn't have any superhero superpowers, which is what every fucking actor says. Uh, I'm going to get to the part where it talks about him trying on the suit. Uh, Pattinson says he always, uh, this is him not being able to get in the sea. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh, where is it? Trying to find the part where it talks about him, uh, putting on the suit. Uh, keep talking, keep talking guys. I try to, okay, here we go. This is interesting. Okay. Uh, Pattinson began this year as an unemployed actor, feeling frigidity about his empty schedule, but his concerns were put to rest when his agents, uh, phoned him in January to say that Nolan wanted to meet him. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Pattinson said he's one of those people who seem, uh, quite out of reach. He'd been chasing Batman for much longer than anyone knew. Pattinson heard that Matt Reeves was working on a script. Ugh. Excuse me. That, uh, that, uh, Reeves working on a script that reimagines Bruce Wayne in the younger years of his life. I'd had Batman in my mind for a while, Pattinson said. It's such an absurd thing to say. I sort of had an idea of what to do, and I had been prodding Matt. He didn't accept my prods. I kept asking to meet him. When Reeves finally finished the script, he relented and agreed to a meeting in Los Angeles, and then I kind of tried to imagine that what he'd written, and I hadn't ever seen even seen the script, Pattinson says. I come up with this pad full of notes. As discussions continue, Pattinson arrived in Cairns in May, and all hell broke loose in the press. It was terrifying, he says. I was like, oh, fuck, does this mean I... <laughs> does that screw me because they're so, they're so intent on secrecy? Uh, he found himself attending the Lighthouse premiere um, and said that he basically flew right back to L.A. to get back into the thick of things. Although he had a clear take on how he... Oh, this is, oh here's the Patsy part. He said, I put on... I put it on. I remember saying to Matt... It does feel quite transformative. He was like, I would hope so. You're literally in the bat suit. Pattinson describes what the moment was like. You do feel really powerful immediately, and it's pretty astonishing, something that is incredibly difficult to get into. So the ritual of, <laughs> of getting into it is pretty humiliating. You've got like five people trying to shove you into something, and once you've got it on, it's like, yeah, I feel strong. I feel tough, even though I had to have someone squeeze my butt cheeks into the legs. <laughs> Although he had a clear take on how he'd play Batman, he had to adjust his movements for this new latex body. So, a latex suit. Interesting. Hopefully armor-plated. Uh, you're trying to find, think of a new way to balance, how to bring something new to it, not want to scare people off, Pattinson says, and uh, work in the confines of the suit. Five days later, he officially became the Dark Knight. I was absolutely relieved when Matt Calton says, Pattinson... Who and says who Pattinson who got the role over Nicholas Holt, 
In fact, Pattinson received the career-changing news on his first day on the set of Christopher Nolan's film. It's so bizarre, he says. I was like, what a coincidence that this is happening. It's absolutely crazy. A surprise benefit is that he was able to pepper Nolan, who made the Dark Knight trilogy, with questions. I was talking about things to do with the Batsuit, Pattinson recalls, how to get more movements in it. Uh, Pattinson won't say whether he's committed to additional Batman films. I don't know anything he says. I've got an idea on how to do four scenes, and then I'm working on the rest gradually. Uh, and then he reacts to being excited about um, uh, the Joker movie. But yeah, it's a really fascinating interview with Pattinson. Uh, he seems absolutely giddy about playing the part, knowing how passionate he was about trying to book the role as Batman puts so much joy in my heart. It makes me so happy to know that he is just as invested in this character as we are. So yeah, um, very exciting. couple insights into the suit, which interests me. Some like the latex. I don't know if that means we're going to get something like the Tim Burton. That's, um, yeah, a Keaton. Keaton has- style bat suit. I don't know. As long as it looks armory and it's gray. It's only it's all I need to make me happy. Is bat gray... nipples and blue and yellow. <laughs> or give bat me nipples. Bat and... nipples. <laughs> all black is I will take blue and yellow. Just don't get me fucking all black again. Hate an all black bat suit. Uh Spencer, you want to take this last story? Sure, I'll take it away. Uh, This from MovieWeb, Spider-Man Far From Home extended cut new footage description. Here's what was added. We didn't fucking see it. Nope. What? Because we didn't fucking see it. Oh, no, we did not. So, again, this from MovieWeb. The Spider-Man Far From Home extended cut is now in theaters. Sony has re-released the highly successful sequel with roughly four minutes of new footage not shown in the original cut. The idea of re-releasing the movie back into theaters with the bonus content is not a new phenomenon, uh, as was shown by Avengers Endgame, which served two purposes. First, to help it get closer to the highest course of movie of all time, and also to promote Far From Home. But anyway, most of the new footage shown in the extended cut of Far From Home is taken from Peter Parker's to-do list. Peter tells his best bud Ned that he has to take down the Manfredi crime family and declines Ned's offer for help. Guy in the chair. <laughs> we later see Tom Holland's Parker using the the spider bot in order to get his passport quicker, and uh, we see him at Delmar's Deli Grocery picking up a last minute uh, sandwich. I, sus- I suspect. Um, The main action sequence that has been promoted for Far From Home Extended Cut is of Peter taking down the Manfredi crime family. Manfredi, which is a lot more action to the the uh, restaurant from what was originally shown in theaters, which is nice for the hardcore fans. I'm going to interrupt you Um, real quick, Spencer. Uh, Manfredi is a reference to the villain uh, Silvermane. Continue. Ah, yes. Just just for the sweaties out there who wanted to make sure we knew what we were talking about over here. Yes, of course. Um, ultimately it's up for the fans to decide, um, but we will find out if it was, um, boycotted as the internet seems to suggest or not uh, when the box office reports come in. Um, for those who aren't happy with the MCU, um, 
you're not alone and many of the hardcore fans as i said uh seem to be sticking to their social media guns of boycotting the re-release um boycotters rise up (laughs) but unfortunately as far as any of us know the split between sony and disney is um there are rumors are coming back to to the table i just want to put that out there i don't know how how accurate that is but there's rumors floating but, around that they're getting back into the swing of things. Right. Um, hopefully they can work something out. Um, but for now, uh, it's a clean cut. And that's uh, – we, we hate to leave you on another sour note. Uh, but the Spider-Man uh, Far From Home extended cut is out there. If you feel like spending the money on four minutes – of extra footage then by all means um eat your heart out but um i personally am still mad uh for those of you at home who are wondering how the box office turned out uh it made 5.4 million dollar over the labor day weekend um and uh puts it near 400 million in the in the u.s so it did its job uh, with that, it before did. we let you guys go, this weekend, actually on the day of the bar crawl, uh, which I don't know if this is intentional or not, Most Marvel not. probably not. Uh, Marvel Comics celebrated its 80th birthday. So with Yay. that, just just for a little bit of fun here at the end, um, I have a little listicle here for you guys to kind of on air fill out. So. Favorite character, you can split that into hero and villain. Favorite story, comics-based, movie, TV show, video game. Spencer, you're up first. Um, are we going to do one at a time or run the full gauntlet? Just run the full gauntlet real quick. Just, just, just to, you know, just kind of gush over some Marvel real quick before we call it a night. Okay, very good. Um, my favorite Marvel character, hero, and villain. Um... I have always just felt connected somehow to Captain America as a as an individual and his moral compass. Um, so I'll go Captain America for my favorite hero. For my favorite villain, I'm gonna have to go with Ultron. Of all time, really? Of all time. Of all time, my favorite um Marvel villain is got has gotta be Ultron, especially the Spader edition. Um, <laughs> my favorite comic story, um, call it cliche, whatever you like. I'm a big fan of the civil war series, the first civil war series, I should say, um, really big fan of that favorite TV show. Uh, as you guys know, the TV shows are not my area of expertise when it comes to the comic book stuff. So I really haven't seen much of them. So as my official submission for favorite TV show, I'm going to submit my only option, which is the first half of the first season of agents of shield. That's more Don't than I want. Me. <laughs> I love that. The first half of the first season. I watched the pilot episode and bailed. So you made a mistake. Uh, yeah. I'll and live then, with that mistake. Spencer, you haven't played many Marvel games, have you? No, I think the only exposure I've got to Marvel games are ones that you and I have played together and the time that Josh and I tried to all-nighter uh, the Lego superhero Marvel game 
which didn't work at all. Uh, <laughs> Next time you and I do an all nighter game, we're going to play a Marvel Ultimate Alliance two in one night. Oh, but we got to We got to definitely oh, we finish, need to finish Lego, Lego Star, Star Wars, Wars Complete of course, Saga. Of course. And because I love you all, let us play the anti-registration plot line. Oh, um, yes. We can Thank play, you. We can play as the terrorists. Thank you. Uh, Wait, what? No, take it back. <laughs> um, you remember? Favorite quick, video game. Quick, again, I don't have much exposure, but it'd have to be a tie because I've played them about the same between Ultimate Alliance 2 and Marvel vs. Capcom. You played Ultimate Alliance 2? Yeah. It was a long time ago. When? It was ages and ages and ages ago. Because remember, that was like back in the day when we were still um, talking about Nick Fury all the time. And you were like, oh, my oh, yeah, gosh. I was trying to break everything so down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you were like, oh, well, we got to see this cinematic where they're in the, the bridge of the helicarrier. And, and Fury's just like oh, barking yeah. out orders in a time of crisis. And you're like, oh, no, that was in the first so one. so cool. That was in like, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was that? That was in the first Alliance one. one. Yeah, Ultimate Alliance one had the uh, oh, Fury correction. in the beginning. That was whenever they're fighting Doom. Two is the one with the right. Civil War stuff. Real quick, right. just piggybacking off of the Captain America terrorist joke. You were graduated by then. Do you remember? It was right before Cap Civil War came out. We were debating Civil War, and I called Cap a terrorist, and Mike Doling almost flipped the fucking lunch table. That's so on brand for him. <laughs> You remember this, Spencer? <laughs> I called him a terrorist, that and he started screaming at me. Is perfect. Not at all surprised. <laughs> I don't specifically remember the incident. I remember but it. I saying it out there. loud, I can almost picture it in my head. <laughs> he was like, "You can't fuck you." Can't. He like he like got heated and he started stuttering. He was like, "You can't." And he's like, he's like pointing at me like really aggressively. Like, you can't fucking call Steve Rogers a fucking terrorist, man. Just like that. One of my fondest memories. Yep. Travi, you're up. Uh, I make it no secret that my favorite Marvel character is unequivocally Iron Man. Just the... It's the ingenuity that other powerless heroes have cranked up to a thousand degrees. You know, like yeah. it's insane the shit he can come up with. Um, I had a, a real, like fetish for iron man suits around the like <laughs> right right like at what i'm going to call the first peak of the mcu i was just, like around iron man three-ish time yeah that's when i got really into it and i was just like man, that was a I, good time to get into it have, too like i've I been into it before yeah but like i was like man if i ever see the extremist or the bleeding edge armor on screen i'll shit my oh god there's the extremist armor <laughs> <laughs> The first, the clip of Civil War where he, it's like the beginnings of a bleeding edge armor, but it's just yeah. the hand, right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Um, Villain. Fuck, I don't know, man. Fuck, I don't know, man. <laughs> Travis looks like he's in pain right now. Like, a lot of my exposure to these villains are through the film. Yeah. Which means that they aren't great. So, <laughs> yeah, I said it. Um, fuck it, I guess Thanos. Yeah, like, Thanos is a great choice. He's an interesting, you know, he's, he's Thanos I'm, is one of the examples where, like, the movie version is better than the comics. I, I'm a little over Thanos at the moment, but, and yeah. so saying him, like, kind of hurts me a little bit, but, like, that or I could go into a Spider Man villain or two. 
But yeah, I don't know. Same thing. Like I've been a DC boy my whole life. Yeah, bar MCU. So like getting into Marvel comics, I I missed a a big part of that train, and I'm gonna have to take one out of Spencer's book and say Civil War. Yeah, I think it poses so many. It poses interesting questions and answers them in equally interesting ways. Like, unlike, I love Captain America Civil War. I love that movie. It is a great character piece for Cap. It is not a great film adaptation of the questions asked in the comic book. I will die on that hill. But Spicy take from Travis Grossman. We could be here for another half hour as I explain that piece, and we aren't going to be. We're not going to so, be. Nope. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it is tomorrow. I mean, I don't. I mean, I I want to pick your brain on that, but just maybe some other time. Yeah, I say it later. Like maybe right after we get done recording, I'll give you a, a little insight. But um, let's see what else. Favorite TV show? Daredevil. One hundred percent Daredevil. Those Netflix. I need to finish like catching up on the rest of them i stopped around the first season of defenders you know life cut up and i didn't have time to just sit down and watch them but like every time a new season of one of those would come out me and my roommate caleb would like hunker down for the weekend and watch them that's fun yeah yeah, that's what i did yeah uh and then favorite video game it's no contest spider-man ps4 oh yeah it's like best game tied for me for best game of last year Best game I played last year because technically I didn't play God of War till this year. Uh, that game's a fucking masterpiece. Gameplay-wise, yeah, story-wise, graphically, it's so good. Like, it's worth buying a, piece, a PS4 over just to play that game. That's fair. So. Uh, thank you. Dubby? Uh, I've made it no secret that Spider-Man has always been one of my favorite characters in all of fiction. Um... Called it. <laughs> I was there any way like we wouldn't call our answers for all of these, like at least for characters. I don't know. For villain, I'm for Jared. I'm stuck between two, and I'm curious to see what Jared says. Okay, I'm gonna take off my headphones. Okay, I'm gonna say my. I'm gonna speak my piece on Spider Man. I'm gonna take off my headphones. I want to be. Able, I don't hear anything Spencer says. Okay. I you know it's that that same corny story every kid whose favorite superhero is Spider Man tells. Is it like, you know, I was the nerd who got bullied and like found Spider-Man at just the right time and was like, oh, my God, this character gets me. My heart is breaking. I love this character so fucking much. So I will read and watch and play anything that involves Peter Parker. Um, I will say that in recent, not because not necessarily because of the movies. But like as I've gotten older, Iron Man has started to speak more to me. Um, always loved Daredevil and I've always loved Doctor Strange. Um, I take off my headphones. Uh, Travis, tell me when to put them back on. Hit me with the Spencer. Okay. So the two that I've narrowed down are Thanos and Doctor Doom, but I think he's going to settle on Doctor Doom. That's all. Okay, we have our vote in from Spencer. Go. Okay, I'm good. Okay, put him back on. <laughs> I I can think of one other one. So but I'm not sure. For the record, I had the I had I was keeping the headphones closed with my thighs, mm-hmm. 
and then had my hands over my ears to make sure I couldn't hear what Spencer was saying. Okay, okay. Hit us with it. Favorite villain is difficult because there's a few who are like all kind of really close to each other. I am a slut for Doctor Doom. Yes! <laughs> yes! I fucking love Doctor I love the Fantastic Four. Yeah. I love the Fantastic Four a lot. I wish we could get like a great Doctor Doom on film. We're going to. <laughs> well, yeah, but like soon, not in 2022. Fair. Um, I love Doom. I, I, I Okay, you're going to see a pattern here. Um, I love villains who are on the right track but are horribly fucking wrong still. Doom wants to keep Latveria safe. He has this com- he has this complex because he blames himself for the death of his mo- mother, pardon my hiccups. He Doom's heart in some ca- capacity is in the right place. But he's still the villain. He's his still world is the wrong. only one that is actually peaceful. Yes, for the the wrong reason. (laughs) Says the panther god. Yes. I do know that little bit. But that's why I love Doom. And another character who falls into that mold is very much so Magneto. Ooh, okay. Uh, Absolutely love me some Eric Lencher. I've always loved his... Same for Doom. I've always loved his design. You know, there's just something just so dripping with charisma with Magneto. Um, that I absolutely love. Um, I love the MCU version of Thanos a lot. Um, kind of, again, in the comics, he's not as interesting as he is in the movies. Um, and I gotta, I always gotta give it up for my boy, Otto Octavius. Dr. Doom. Yeah, that was mine. (laughs) (laughs) They're all like competing for the top spot all the time. Spencer said Dr. Doom and I was thinking Otto, but I didn't, I couldn't say it out loud because... I believe you. Um, no, but d- I, if I, if you like put a gun to my fucking head and made me pit, like order those, it's probably, oh fuck. Yep. I can't pick between Doom and Oct- Octavius. I can't pick between Doc Ock and Dr. Doom. <laughs> fuck, I, I was about to say it and I was like, you don't know what's about to come out of your mouth. I can't pick between those two. I know Magneto falls beneath them and Thanos beneath them. Um, but yeah, uh, favorite TV show. Um, I think Daredevil is the best, but the show that when I was like really little, like before I was even capable of like relating to a character, like before I understood emotions, (laughs) um, the Spider-Man animated series wrote me in that and the justice league cartoon, just those are the fucking gateway drugs. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, for nostalgic purposes, I appreciate your differentiation of favorite and best. Um, I th- the Spider-Man the animated series uh, speaks to me. Just it it's just so I so chock full of nostalgia. Totally understand that. Um, absolutely warms my heart. Favorite story. Okay, so y'all took Civil War <laughs> because you, you I love, go three for three. I mean, well, here's my thing. I love I love event stories. And I know that people who read comic books get really frustrated with Marvel because Say Civil of, War Two, you won't do it. <laughs> I don't. I really do like Civil War Two. That makes one of us. Okay. Yo, so, can I copy your homework? Yeah, just change it a little bit so it's not <laughs> obvious. And make one side so flagrantly wrong <laughs> that there isn't a moral debate. Um. Uh, 
how do I put this? I love, I know, I know people dislike how often like the Marvel does an event storyline. However, that's why the Avengers movies are my favorite movies because I love stories where everything is on the fucking line and it necessitates balls to the wall action because you need to take balls to the wall actions to save the day. You can't half-ass it. You can't drop the ball. You need to fuck shit up hard to save the day. And I love those kinds of stories. So that said, Civil War is up there. I love both the original and the recent version of Secret Wars. I think the recent Secret Wars is one of the best character studies of Captain America in the same way that Injustice is an amazing character study of Superman. Seeing what happens when Captain America goes bad is so fucking bone-chilling. I love it so much. Um, I love the original Infinity Gauntlet story. Again, my mistakes are at their highest. I am the most engaged. Um, and then one that's a little bit more down to earth, and I've said this on the air many, many times. Fucking love Superior Spider-Man. <laughs> that story is so good. Um, and again, it's that we're going to show you everything... Everything beautiful and pure about a character by perverting it and turning it on its head. Again, that's why I love Injustice and not necessarily if they perverted the characters. That's one of the reasons why I love Luke in The Last Jedi is that like, yeah, we're, 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 we're going to take some of the shine off of this shiny character. And like, this is who they are at their core. Like to appreciate why Otto is good at crime fighting, but is terrible as Spider-Man shows you why Peter Parker is the best Spider-Man. Um, same kind of principle with Dark Knight Returns and Batman. Um, favorite video game? Spider-Man PS4 is taken. <laughs> and uh, it, again, there's no shame. No, yeah. Repeats, welcome. It's, it's absolutely uh, one of my favorite, probably do like a favorite and best kind of thing here again. I think just on the basis of it having the most modern uh, in the sense of storytelling mechanics and graphics and game design, it's going in with loaded deck. So I think Spider-Man PS4 is probably one of, if not the best Marvel game of all time. However, going back to Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, I found that game when like I was finally ready to comprehend grand scale storytelling like comic books. And that was my exposure to the Civil War storyline. That's one of the reasons why I love it so much. I think that game is also the best telling of the Civil War storyline, but it goes off the rails a little bit. And I think that game needs a much longer third act. That's fair. I think once you get into that nanite subplot and like the Civil War abruptly stops, yeah, you get I, into some issues. I think if you either, I think if you either let the game just full on be Civil War, it's a perfect game, or if you let the Nanite storyline play out longer. I think if that again, I think if that game was like the lengths of Spider Man PS4, that's fair. Like, and you I had just, enough time to rel. Let me keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. If you had enough time, to like relish you. in the war, and then be like. Holy shit, all the like the heroes and the villains are all possessed by this crazy AI. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, we gotta stop it. And oh my god, Nick Fury's a fucking god now. That's just me. 
so yeah yeah i think ultimate alliance 2 would probably be my uh be my favorite again just because sheer nostalgia and that game spoke to me and i my like core of like understanding of marvel came from that because i got the fucking strategy guide and strategy guide came with character profiles so like i fucking read that thing front to back multiple times and loved reading all of the character stuff and like you know people's real names their their villain rivals shit like that love it love 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 it um with that sorry you guys got another mega pod <laughs> it's only an hour and a half it's only an hour and a half yeah okay okay that's only 15 minutes longer than that. normal very jiggy uh spencer yes where can the love you people find you you can find me as always on instagram at spence man cosplays um nothing really new coming there uh for the time being as i'm back to school now but nevertheless hit it up with a follow and i'll follow you back um jared uh be sure to i just <laughs> happened to look over at spence did you watch all the cosmonaut varieties hour variety hours daredevil video yet no, actually, I haven't yet. So fucking funny. I can I forgot that my immortal plays during Electra's father's funeral. I remembered Wake Me Up Inside playing during the training sequence. I also forgot that during the training sequence, when the guy starts rapping, they cut back to Matt just in time for all this time. I can't believe I couldn't see. <laughs> Oh, and like I'm watch, I'm listening to that video. I had it like mounted on top of the shower while I was like washing my fucking knee wound. Um, I was once a god podcaster like you until I took concrete to the fucking knee. Um, old meme, but I had it like mounted on top of the shower and I was watching it and I almost fell in the fucking shower when I realized that oh this time I can't believe I couldn't see and it's Matt just like eyes glazed over, putting on the cowl anyway. Spencer, have you ever seen the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner? Nope. I haven't seen it since I was like young enough to not be able to comprehend what was going on. Okay. Mr. Krabs, I have an idea when we're off the air. Oh, jeez. I wonder uh, what it could be, folks. That's Oh, it's obvious what it is. It's the how it is that's interesting. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. Be sure to follow Spencer on my cosplay page, New Regime Cosplay. Uh, be sure to like, follow, and all that fun stuff. Do back discussion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Travis, we're going to leave people behind you because I normally have you go before I do that whole spiel. You can find me at Travis Political on Twitter and Instagram. It's the same now because Jared... <laughs> Did when you post something to Instagram, you can. I'm sorry, I felt like such a dick. So and Twitter doesn't Spencer Spencer doesn't know this part yet. So you can cross post to Twitter and have it be you know it automatically tweets. It, it out. won't let me link mine for some reason. Otherwise, it would have been done. And so he, so you just copy and pasted it then. Uh huh. Because that makes it even better. Yeah, I copied so, and pasted it. Because my handles are different, were different on Instagram and Twitter. Some poor fool that wasn't me got tagged in Jared's like, we had a great time at the bar crawl post. 
Oh, jeez. And so, not that we, I mean, I don't know, the account looked pretty dead. Yeah, it looked like it hadn't been used in a long time. So I just, I switched my Instagram around, so now they're both Travis Political. <laughs> Easy to find. <laughs> I felt like such a dick. It was so funny. Because I, I got the tweet, I got the tweet, and it said like, Travis Political has commented on your post, and I immediately went, why don't I fucking tag Travis ass? I don't think I tagged her. Oh fuck! And I open well, it, I was, and it just says, "It just says you tagged someone else, you fool." <laughs> I saw it in my I timeline. Heard, I heard like, it in like Gandalf's voice. <laughs> you fool! <laughs> Shit! Shit! My my bones hurt from laughing. Oh god damn it! <laughs> Uh, real quick, I want to give a shout out to the Squire Twins for this closeout song. It's a banger. Spencer, you're going to love this. You got to meet your oh, mic, gee. though. You got to meet yourself on the call so that you don't laugh out loud at it. No, actually, Spencer, don't mute yourself. I want your live reaction to be heard. Okay. Oh, God. All right. Do the outro. Uh, okay. We're going to challenge because I don't think we've made you do it yet. The show's. Oh, you gotta okay. the shows. Uh, make sure to check out Dubat Discussion, our Star Wars show hosted by Jared Bachman Stubbs. Uh, you don't have to go watch Go and More, but you should. Uh, Wicked Wednesday, because go love, give Taste a love. She's great. Yes. Um, down the Rabbit Hole with TJ and Mick, where they talk, I think, like... Anything? <laughs> I think it's mostly like film set stories, yeah. from what I understand. Um, and Jerk the Curtain for all your wrestling stuff. Good job. I'm proud of you. Uh, with that, be sure to tune in at the same bat time to the same bat channel. Uh, we're not going to be muting ourselves because this song is priceless, so I apologize. We love you guys 3000.
Spencer, what'd you think? Um... Um... How you doing, buddy? So, just just for reference, we're we're jamming to the Hamilton soundtrack on the way to the fucking bar crawl, and out of nowhere, the the Squire twins are like, "Hey, you guys got to hear something real quick," and they put that on, and like Travis almost wrecked the fucking car. We are all it was, a, it was bad. I'm like I'm like convulsing in the back. I'm laughing so hard. Like Mama rode me. <laughs> Get out. Oh, I Virginia. Man. I Virginia. <laughs> oh my god. All right. That's good. That's great. <laughs>